Welcome to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls today. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Doug, the Tree of Life monument is coming. World religious leaders are recreating the Tree of Life, and it's going to encourage all people. We've heard that a lot. Mm -hmm. Regardless of religious beliefs, to live in love, peace, and friendship. And it's interesting because the Bible prophesies that a world religion is coming. It's going to emerge. It's going to be widely accepted. And uh, it's going to happen just before the second coming of Jesus. So it's kind of like, you know, the Tower of Babel. (laughs) And the flood comes. And so forth. And so we see what's prophesied and we can look back in scripture and see similar times and so we are here i mean there's this tree of life monument that's being recreated by world religious leaders and it's pretty eerie how much it aligns with what bible prophecy has to say yeah it is and you know that the tree of life is mentioned in genesis it's also mentioned in revelation it's in both of those books which you know beginning and end there uh but it, it's interesting to me that they're using that, especially when they're talking about interfaithism, uh, because, like you said, Tower of Babel was a great, uh, you know, reference point there because of the fact that before the Tower of Babel, everyone was one faith. I mean, they all knew about the God in heaven that brought the rain and flooded the earth. They built this tower to keep that from ever happening again. And when God saw what they were able to do by having communication that was just one language. Um, he was like, man, there's no telling what they would be able to accomplish. And, and so he scatters the nations and confuses the language and uh, separates men from, from being able to uh, communicate like that until we get to the end of the book again. And then it appears as though, based on Revelation 13 and that one world government, that the mouth of that beast will be English. It'll be the lion, the great lion of Britain. And so... Um, it's very interesting what we're seeing. We're seeing things that had happened in Genesis coming back to uh, happen in Revelation. And this tree of life is interesting to me because, you know, the story of Adam and Eve. You know, they were told not to eat of the tree of good and evil. And once they, they did that, God had to get them out of the garden before they ate of the tree of life and, and lived forever. And so it's just an important uh, thing to remember, a reference point that, hey, here's this one world religion using things from the Word of God and trying to inspire peace and things like that. It, it's almost as if the devil's mimicking God. So this world religion system mm-hmm. that's going to be established, right? We, we, we can see in Scripture what that's going to look like. And it's not good, is that right? Like biblically speaking, from God's perspective, this is not good. Right, and so the reason why it's not good is because, I mean, it sounds good on the surface. If you could get everybody to say, hey, we just welcome everybody in and we're all inclusive and, you know, everybody gets to heaven, that sounds really wonderful if you have a mindset like that. But that goes against the biblical teachings and what Jesus Christ taught us. When Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me, well, that kind of makes it, Exclusive, You know, unless you know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, you're not going to know the Father. And so, uh, yes, this is this goes against 
what the Bible says. The Bible tells us, though, that there will be this one world religious system that is set up with this one world government. And um, so we're beginning to see those things happen. Um, I don't know. You know, we talk about this all the time. And so we talk about Mikhail Gorbachev, who passed away, um, you know, last week. And we mentioned on the show after we learned that he had passed away that he fulfilled a lot of Bible prophecy. Well, these are one of the things that he was pushing is the uh, one world religion. And he understood that religion was a large part of why nations fought. And so if they were going to control nations, they would have to get everybody on the same page uh, with their religious belief. And uh, he even wrote in his book, Perestroika. Uh, Pastor Baxter talked about that. Dave talks about it all the time. And the majority of our listeners know the information there that Mikhail Gorbachev wrote that book and what he said about religion and how there needed to be a uh, basically a United Nations of religion. So if there's this United Nations of religion that is prophesied to come, that I guess that would mean that there's going to be an actual religion or a group similar to Jesus' day that is a biblical Christian model. Is that true? Are we going to be able to have a biblical Christian model in the midst of a world religion that's being pushed everywhere you go? Well, absolutely we are. Um, You know, I mean... The Word of God is amazing because it gives us uh, a great book in there called the Book of Acts. It's the Acts of the Apostles. It shows us how the church operated and what they taught during a time when they had a world government in place that they were living under. So we have that model. And yes, there are going to be true Christians that are going to reject this one world government, reject the one world religion, reject the, the one world mark of the beast economy system. And those are the ones that the Bible tells us the Antichrist will make war with the saints. Mm -hmm. We're told that in the book of Daniel and in Revelation. And so we know that that is going to happen. It even tells us the time it's going to happen. Vince, it tells us time, times, and the dividing of time are 42 months, which is the last three and a half years of the final seven years known as the Great Tribulation. During that time, the Antichrist... Uh, is going to make war against those that will not bend to the will of the one world government, one world religious system. So to find this, you know, I guess I, I, guess I would say to, to identify this world religion, or at least right now things that are leading to this world religion, perhaps if a, a speaker or a pastor or whatever, whoever we typically consume out here, if if that person is speaking things and doing things that align with this world religion view or the world government vision as well, that may be a key indicator that what I'm consuming is in alignment with this world religious system that the Bible said was coming that would look a lot like Jesus, but it's not really Jesus. Is that fair? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's Why are you a, laughing? Because that's a that's a, uh, a humongous assessment right there. You just kind of packaged all that together. Uh, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. We're going to be able to recognize when these things begin to happen, Vince. Because for one thing, we don't know right now who the Antichrist is, right? And so if we don't know who the Antichrist is, we only have clues as to who he will be. Same thing goes with like what you're talking, this religious leader that will come up. But we'll be able to throw some of those clues together 
in the program today and help people who maybe haven't ever heard of this information. All right, well, give us a call. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be right back. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to endtime.com slash future or call 800 endtime. That's 800-363-8463. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We do have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We will be taking your calls today. We very much look forward to it. We're talking about these world religious leaders who have recreated the tree of life. And, and what we're going to cover today is going to identify this world religion that the Bible said would be on earth just before the second coming of Jesus Christ. And part of it is well, we got to be straight up with you. It's a little uncomfortable because what we're going to tell you potentially is that your pastor or your religious leader, what they've been telling you aligns with what the Bible says is coming that looks like Jesus, but it's not Jesus. So we're going to be the guys that break that news to you. Now, not a lot of people want to talk about this, but we're committed to telling the truth. So don't forget, hit that share button, hit the heart icon, Send a link to your friends. Whatever you got to do to share this show goes a long way in helping break through the algorithms and get to your friends and family. So helps us out a lot when you can share. Another way um, that, we, um, that, that you all help us out so much is from your generosity. Um, this show is totally, af- totally available for free every weekday and for, on the archives on endtime.com and watch.endtime.com. That's made available because of generous people just like yourself. Some give $5 a month, some give $50 a month, or just one time every once in a while when the Spirit leads them. So we ask you to consider that. 
Uh, go to prayer, ask the Lord what you might contribute to help continue to make this show available f- for free. But also, you know, we've got a lot going on here with the Jerusalem Prophecy College, helping get Jews back into Israel and so forth. There's a lot happening with End Time Ministries, and you all are very much a part of that. So we thank you for your generous partnership. You can go to endtime.com slash give to team up with us in giving. And of course, above all else, don't forget to pray with us. We need your prayers more than anything else. All right, Doug. Who out there's a heretic? That's what we're that's what we're gonna boil it down to today. Man, what religious tough. leaders are on the side of the Antichrist? <laughs> All right. Man, that's gonna be a tough show right there. Well, man. I mean <laughs> we want to tell people what the Bible has to say. You yeah, know that. Yeah, absolutely. So who who is who is helping out with this tree of life recreation? Or let's just get into what you want okay. to talk about. Doug. Yeah, well, I mean that's perfect. We can just go right into it, but it's it's interesting at what they're doing, what they're putting together here, Vince. And so, uh, you know, the article talks about this um, meeting that they're having. They've been, don't forget, this has been planned for a long time. Just like I said earlier, you know, with the book Perestroika, when uh, Gorbachev wrote that book, this is something that they've been pushing for for a long time. Well, he he died before he got to see that. You know, can, can we kind of pause there and focus on him for a minute? Because yeah, absolutely. People have, I mean, there's plenty of people who have no idea who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're under 35, maybe, unless you were raised around this, you might not have ever heard his name before. So it's it feels to me like it's important to kind of highlight what he said, what he wrote about, and then perhaps explain it in a way that helps us to see how that impacted our world today. All right. So tell us, what do we need to know about this guy you keep saying? <laughs> well, so, I mean, he's, he was the leader of, of Russia before, uh, you know, we, we got our new uh, Vladimir Putin in office. But, so he was right before Putin. Yeah, and he was a big mover and shaker. Of course, he had a large part to do with the Berlin Wall come down. Remember uh, President Reagan saying, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Gorbachev had, had a huge... Uh, part of Bible prophecy uh, back in the 80s. and uh, Many believed he was the Antichrist. For right? a long time, yeah, he was one of the candidates. Um, and so with his passing, of course, that was one more name we could take off of that list. But <laughs> but he did. He wrote a book called Perestroika. So he said the, the three root causes of war was political conflict, religious conflict, and economical conflict. It's very funny that or not funny, but uh, ironic that he wrote that because that's exactly what the Bible says in Revelation 13 we're going to have during the time of the end times. Right before Jesus Christ comes back, there will be a one-world government, a one-world religious uh, system, and a one-world economic system known as the Mark of the Beast. So the very things that Revelation 13 talks about, Gorbachev was actually speaking of too. Well, he offered a solution. That Did he know that, though? Did he say, Revelation 13 says this, and this no. is what we're going to try to do to align with the Bible? No, I'm pretty sure he probably was uh, at least agnostic, but uh, I don't think he believed in God at all. So I don't think he was going to the book of Revelation to get his information. Uh, of course, we know that the Bible tells us where that comes from. That is inspired by the dragon himself, by the devil and that is his way of trying to rule man is through government and so as he wrote this book he came up with this idea and he and he wrote a book proposing these things so uh one of the things that he said um in 
his book, he said um, he needed to put together an all-embracing system of international security. Uh, and he said we must uh, extirpate, is that the right word, extirpate? Yes, that's how you say that, all genocide, apartheid, and religious exclusiveness. So to extirpate means to kill off. So he's saying we've got to kill off these ideas uh, that people have, that their religion is um, the only way. And so that's one of the things that Gorbachev wrote about when he talked about these things. So automatically that puts us in that category that we're hearing a lot about nowadays, Vince, when we hear that we're being uh, radicals or we're uh, being even terrorist is a word that's been used against people who believe that uh, the Bible is the truth and it's the word of God. And so, um, you know, we, we've kind of got to that point when he wrote this book, uh, he was projecting this ahead into the future. And that's kind of where we are now. We're seeing more and more where if you believe that the word is the infallible truth of God, then, you know, you're actually being a, um, you know, a hate monger and things like that. So Gorbachev was one of those people that was a world leader that was pushing these things. And it's funny because at the time when we started hearing about the One World Order events, uh, I know that you were probably a, a very young man at that time. You're that, That's actually the first words that I ever said, New World Order. I'm sure. Before, Before you ever dad, said Mama or Dada. Drilled yeah, in being in the Baxter household, <laughs> I can imagine that probably was. I could see Pastor yeah, I was Baxter's. Saying, I was saying Mikhail Gorbachev <laughs> before I could say a lot of there other words. There you go. And so you... You know, back then, that's he's one of the first persons that we heard saying this. It was President Bush, Mikhail Gorbachev, and of all people, the Pope. The and Pope. so, yeah, the current Pope. No, not our current Pope, but Pope the John Paul. The office of the Pope. Yes, the office of of Pope. So, uh, Pope John Paul, Mikhail Gorbachev, uh, President Bush. These were all people that were beginning to use that word "new world order." And so we begin to hear that a lot as this plan began to be implemented. And so it's, it's no coincidence that we are where we are right now because there's been a plan from that time that I believe that we're hearing more and more about. And, you know, at one time they said it was um, 2020. Well, now we're hearing 2030. So we're hearing that as the U.N. begins to push these things out and say, well, it's, we're not exactly ready for it yet, so now we're going to push it out to 2030, now we're hearing more about it. So we're beginning to see these world religious leaders come together and begin to do their part. And as they do that, they're including a very important person here. And so that's that's what Vince is alluding to today. That's where we're going to go. We're going to kind of expose some of this stuff to you today just to show you where we are prophetically because like we say so many times, Vince, there's so much happening that uh, you know, we could pick many different things to talk about on a daily basis, but this is one of those very important ones because it fulfills Scripture that is coming in Revelation chapter 13. Well, and it very well could line up with what you heard yesterday as you sat in church or watched online. Like, your pastor might have been talking about some of the things that we're going to be talking about today because we know that that's how it's going to be in the end time. And so, this is certainly something that we need to highlight. And I also wanted to highlight that um, you mentioned the Pope, you mentioned President Bush and um, the Berlin Wall coming down. That's also a huge milestone in the history of End Time Ministries. Our founder, Irvin Baxter, who passed away in 2020, he wrote a book called A Message for the President. And in that book, it was published in 1986, but in that book he said, 
I'm paraphrasing, but essentially, as far as I can tell from Bible prophecy, the Berlin Wall has to come down and the two Germanys are going to be reunited. And three years later, 1989, that did happen. And everyone wanted to know what in the world, how, how did someone actually do that? Now, we aren't the type that says, you know, Jesus is coming back on March 31st, 2023. We, we're not going to be those people unless we find it in the Bible. So we'll tell you what we can see in the Bible. If we don't know, we just say we won't know. And so with him, he said, Berlin Wall's coming down. And his friends are like, don't put that in your book. You know, that's very specific. You're going to ruin your reputation. And he said, I see how the Bible says this has to happen, so I've got to put it in here. Of course, when it did happen, everyone wanted to know how in the world he knew that that was going to happen. And we begin teaching understanding the end time as a result. And so that is kind of the huge milestone for end time ministries that introduced us to the world because I guess up until that point he was a preacher going around preaching wherever anyone would have him and making his book available there um, while he was doing that, which was incredible, but the Lord had... Uh, different plans for how this information was going to get distributed around the world. And so that's a huge milestone for End Time Ministries. And when we start reading stories about world religious leaders recreating the tree of life, I mean, we can see the handwriting on the wall there. People are kind of positioning themselves to be God, Doug. Is that, I mean, is that a fair assessment or is that my um, biased perspective? Probably a pretty fair assessment. I mean, they they do believe. I mean, there's a lot of people that are world faith leaders that believe that we're gods ourselves, and that you know, it's very strange at, at the many different things they believe and the many different um, faiths that are coming together for this. I mean, we're going to have everything, Vince, in this uh, committee from Hindus to Muslims to Christians to Jews to Wiccans, uh, Wiccans, and uh, I mean, it's just there's a ton of different people that's going to be involved in this, and so I mean, this is something that happens every year. Uh, it's been happening for quite a while, and I believe that this particular one is the seventh time that this particular group has come together. Uh, and now, you know, I mean, just like what we've seen with the uh, faith houses there in. Uh, the Arab Emirates with the, you know, the, the Muslim mosque, the uh, Jewish um, place of worship there, and then the Catholic Church there. So the synagogues, the Catholic Church, the uh, Muslim mosque, all there in one facility called the Abraham House of Faith there. They're, they're all, it's all getting pushed toward uh, this end-time one-world religious belief and, and what they're trying to get everybody to jump on board with, that your religion, no matter what you believe, will get you to the same place that I'm going. Well, we've got a story here that talks about this initiative that the world religious leaders are discussing, and in it we're going to have some photos of this uh, peace tree and tree of life. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to share what that information is, and you'll see these photos if you're watching online. Um, if not, Doug, we need to, I guess, pause and describe it a bit if that's necessary. But the story says the five meter tall, so that's 16, almost 16 and a, a third feet tall. Yeah. Okay, very, very tall. Uh, the, the five meter tall peace tree will be built at the Capitol's Palace of Peace and Reconciliation as a symbol of the upcoming seventh 
Congress of World and Traditional Religions. What in the world is that, Doug? I don't know if I've ever heard of the Congress of World and Traditional Religions. Yeah, so that's, like I said, this is a, this group that's come together, this is their seventh time to meet. And they've actually, this is going to be something that we'll probably be hearing more about. Actually, when I read the article today, it's actually my first time to ever hear the Congress of the World and Traditional Religion. So that was my first time to hear it today as well. But they've been together for at least seven different times now. All right. The article goes on to say the tree reflects the Congress concept. The roots represent people's history. The trunk represents universal human values. And let's put that photo of the the peace tree statue. And the branches represent the multilateral development of inner ethnic relations. Now, that doesn't look like much of a tree, Doug. Right. It's um, it's interesting because um, you looks know, like a cup. It looks more like a cup. It to does me, look with more holes like all over it. <laughs> it does. It's it's an interesting piece of sculpture, and this is actually just a, a sculpture that they've put inside this building. This is what it's going to look like, and and it does like Vince is describing that it looks kind of like a cup more than a tree, but you know it kind of branches out there, and it's got holes in there that yeah I, I said branches, That's good. and <laughs> it's got holes in it that actually looks like they could be leaves. Uh, representing leaves and things like that. So it's it's interesting, you know, they call this art nowadays. Um, and <laughs> so that's a, a piece of art called the peace tree. That's another interesting thing because they're, they're saying that this is what this movement is all about. This movement is about bringing peace. Uh, and the Bible tells us something very specifically that when they say peace, peace and safety, that's when destruction comes upon the earth quickly and so it's interesting that we're beginning to hear this more and more we're seeing symbols uh be put up for it but uh needless to say there it is there's that particular statue though it goes on and it it mentions something else here in a minute which is what really got my attention well, and it might have got your attention, but we're not going to get to it before the next break. Oh, well, there you go. So you're going to yeah. have, all the listeners and viewers are going to have to stick around for a few minutes. Yes, please, because um, you're going to want to see that. The next, but it's the tree of life, right? That's the yes. one. And so we're going to show you a picture of that on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. Don't forget you can call us. We do have a few open lines right now. You can join us by calling 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be right back with the photo of the tree of life. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. 
The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Seagal here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be getting to the calls here momentarily, uh, but first we want to wrap up this article. World religious leaders are discussing creative initiatives, and one of those things is a photo of the peace tree statue, which is what we showed right before the break, and then it gets into another tree. It's called the Tree of Life Monument, will be the focal point of this park that they're doing, the Peace and Reconciliation Park. That's going to display here now any second. But it will have a form of a dome with oak in the center. Um, it's quite elaborate, uh, as you can see. Uh, surrounded by a spiral and a fountain, the delegates of the upcoming Congress will assist in laying the foundation of the future park dedicated to the 7th Congress of World and Traditional Religion. The installation encourages all people, regardless of religious beliefs, to live in love, peace, and friendship. The dome represents the entire world under one sky. It will feature four entry zones, each representing one of the four cardinal points, south, north, west, and east. So it's kind of like a little garden, it looks like, with a tree in the center. Yeah. Sounds which... like something I've heard somewhere <laughs> before. Exactly. Uh, yeah, for those that are listening on the radio, that's exactly what it is. There's a garden built around this. And, uh, and it's they're calling in, it a park. Man, if they call it a garden, that would mm-hmm. be wild. But Yeah, but I mean, really. It's a garden. It, it is. And it's in the center of the garden. And like they said, it's it's got a sphere around it that represents the one sky with the tree of life in the middle. And so you've, you've got this, um, you know, it's a replication. Really, it's... I was I was talking with uh, with Sam, one of our production guys, before the the program, and um, I think it was um, we were talking about this very thing: how that how can that be for all religions if it's based on the Bible? You know, and that's what Sam and I were discussing. That this is a strictly a Bible thing. I don't remember the Tree of Life being mentioned in in anything else that I've ever looked at, other than the Bible. But it's interesting that they're using a uh, Christian symbol from the Bible uh, and and really a, a promise, you know, because the, the Bible says in Revelation that the tree of life is going to be there uh, in, in the new Jerusalem and it's going to be in the center like it was in the center of the garden there at the beginning. So it's just interesting that they're doing this. Of course, we know that the enemy likes to mimic God. Uh, the devil is trying to mimic everything that God does because he wants to be God so bad. And so it's just interesting that we're seeing these things, and yet this is an interfaith uh, 
Congress. It's, it's something that's saying, look, the only way that we're going to get peace in the world anymore is to have this kind of relationship where it doesn't matter what you believe in your faith, uh, Vince. It doesn't matter what your religious beliefs are. We are all one people and we all live on the same planet and we all just need to love each other, get along with each other, and, and you know we'll just all get to the same place if we do this. And so it's interesting that they do use something from... Uh, you know, the Christian faith in the Bible uh, as their symbol of life and a symbol of peace. Now, interestingly, Doug, the tree of life, um, what was that in the garden? The tree of life was, that was the tree that was in the middle of the garden where, you know, they were told that, uh, well, when the devil had that conversation with Eve, you remember how that went, Vince, and, uh, you know, she was told that we, we can't eat of this one particular tree, and that was the tree of good and evil, because um, the devil told her, "Well, you won't surely die, you know, like God said you would." He twists scripture around and everything, but basically that they would understand they have the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, so once that that happened, and the fall of man happened, and and Adam and Eve sinned and and partook of that tree, well, God had to close off the garden to them because if they would have eaten from the tree of life they would have lived eternally they would have had life in a physical form eternally and so uh, it was just one of those things where God had to block it off and keep it uh, from being accessible to them after the fall of man so it's just interesting that this was something that the devil was having that conversation with Eve and saying, well, God doesn't want you to eat of this because he doesn't want you to be like him. He doesn't want you to be as smart as he is. And he knows that if you eat of this, you're going to become like God. And so the comment you made earlier is very interesting because that's basically what they're trying to, to portray here is that we can be like God. We can all be like gods. And it's just... Uh, it's another way that the devil has twisted scripture and manipulated things, and we see it playing out right there at this uh, new park. I almost call it a garden again, but it's a park. But it's a world religion center, essentially, designed yeah. for everyone to feel welcome, no matter what religion you are. That's yeah. the idea behind it. Absolutely. All right. Uh, again, we have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're going to go to the phones now. Let's go to John in Tennessee. John, welcome to End of the Age. Thank you. Good afternoon to both of you. Good afternoon, sir. Welcome. I have a question as to the current situation with the Abraham House. How are they bringing that into this tree of life, tree of peace situation? It's basically it's just going to be part of the one world uh, religious uh, system and what's happening. It's a that is a model more of what they want there, even on the uh, the Temple Mount. That's similar to what they want there, and so that's really what the big push is. It's it's unity, and they're going to have these things in different places. So even though this is called this this particular uh, uh, you know junction of this one world religious system is called something different than the Abrahamic house. There's still, it's in different locations around the world, they're going to have these things. They even have another smaller version of that uh, Abrahamic uh, situation in Berlin. And so they've put it in different places. It's just going to be one of those things that they're trying to get everybody to get on board with. Uh, okay. 
And, and so that's, you know, it's, it's all tied into one world government, but not, or one world religion, but not necessarily this particular group, but they're all the same group. Does that make sense? Right. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah. And it's, it's really not surprising, to me at least, that you would see something like this tree of peace, tree of life thing happening. Because they will try to use, or devil will try to use, any familiar object to bring people toward it mm-hmm. and then change their mind as to what it actually meant. They'll start believing their tree of life is the tree of life. Yes. And that's what they're after. They want everyone to congeal into their religion. And those that will not extirpate. Yes, <laughs> course, exactly. That's a great point. And so... It's, it's really something, and when, when people look at it and they get scared, they shouldn't. If you're a born-again Christian, if you are headed for remainder of living forever with Jesus, there is nothing in this world to ever become scared of. You're either going to go to him through the grave, or if you're lucky enough to be one that can look up and see him, you're going to be raptured. Mm-hmm. There is nothing to be scared of. The devil cannot bring anything enough to scare a born-again Christian. So that's my comment on the situation, and I hope people kind of think about that a little bit and say, you know, what am I scared of? I'll live. I'll run my life the way I'm supposed to. I will enjoy what life I have, and hopefully it's a nice long one. Mm-hmm. But if it's not, I just go to see Jesus faster. Yeah. All right, I'll let you guys go. You're doing a great job. And uh, hopefully, see you later. All right, John. Well, we appreciate your call. I was going to mention uh, to you also, John, while you were on the air with us, that it's it's not uncommon for the devil to mock God and, and do these things and try to uh, do the same things that God is doing. The Ark of Hope, is something that uh, you know I learned about years ago. Whenever there was the Earth Charter uh, document they created, okay, and uh, so when they did this, the Earth Charter, it's that's what it's about. It's about a global peace movement, and they actually built an like an Ark of the Covenant. They copied the Ark of the Covenant, but it's called the Ark of Hope, and they put this Earth Charter in there. And the Earth Charter talked about a sustainable development. You know, go figure. 2030, we've heard that agenda. Uh, Building for sustainable development, peaceful global society, a greener earth. All these things were in that charter, and they put it in this box, and the box on each side of it represented an element of earth. So there was like earth, water, fire, air, uh, and it was uh, symbolic on this box, and that's where they put this. And it's locked away in their earth charter little museum that they have and it's called the ark of hope so once again there was another time where the enemy did the same thing it's just over and over you see the devil trying to take these things and they sound good you know on the surface to uh, a human you know we want to protect the place that we live we want our grandkids to be able to have you know a clean place to live as well and that's what they keep pushing they want you to feel uh, guilty about driving your uh, suv down the road you know that's uh, driven on fossil fuels. They want to get rid of the fossil fuels. They want to use 
um, you know, the Paris Climate Agreement to be able to uh, take from the rich countries and give to the poor, which is socialistic. And I mean, all these things are an agenda that the devil is trying to get his agenda pushed through. And it's all right there in Revelation chapter 13. And we're seeing these things begin to play out. Uh, but, you know, Vince, this isn't new. This has been going on for a long time. And so, uh, you know, there's there's been other movements. Uh, I don't know where you want to go from here, but do we want to get... That's what I was going to get to. Was, okay. Was who's behind this? Yeah, so that's very interesting. And, uh, and I think that we need to bring that out and just kind of show people who's behind it, the movers and shakers behind this stuff. The, the, there's a story from a few years ago that talks about this uh, alliance of religions... Um, that they're going to push for in alignment with the UN Agenda 2030. And it says that um, this this um, alliance is funded by... You ready for this list, Doug? I am. All right. Do you have your aluminum foil hat ready? Because <laughs> you might need it I need it to get one. it out. Man, I need to keep it up here for this. <laughs> that and your, um, that horn that you blew that one yeah. time. Uh, <laughs> it's funded by George Soros... The, have you ever heard of him? I have heard of him. The yes. Rockefellers, mm-hmm. the Ford Foundation, the UN Foundation, various UN agencies, U.S. taxpayers via the State Department, and more. Yeah. Very interesting. It, the same people that we see that are involved with the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, uh, people that are funding different things that are happening here in the United States. I I don't want to mention them because I don't like to keep mentioning all these groups, but names that just continue to come up, and George Soros seems to be one that is right in the thick of all of it. Doug, uh, Rush is watching on Facebook. You can watch us too if you go to uh, search End Time on Facebook.com. Uh, he wants to know, that, uh, first of all, he says he remembers Irvin saying there are two countries who will not be part of the New World Order, the United States and Israel, just wondering if End Time Ministry still believes that. Yeah, well, actually, we would always say that it was Jordan and Israel because we have actual scripture that we know that. So we know that, that Jordan, because of um, Daniel... 1136 that Jordan will not be involved in it and Israel because of Zechariah 14 verses 1 and 2. We can talk about that I guess more on the other side of the break. Sounds good. We do have open lines as well. Uh, Give us a call 877-IN-TIME 877-363-8463. We'll be right back. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. 
Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to Into the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Doug, right before the break, we started talking about the two nations that Irvin used to say would not be under the uh, New World Order control, which is actually Israel and Jordan, you said. Yes. Well, biblically, with Scripture, to back that up, we, we know that those two will not. So Daniel 11.41 is where you can find about Jordan. It says, He, being the Antichrist, shall enter also into the glorious land, and many countries shall be overthrown. But these shall escape out of his hand, even Edom and Moab and the chief of the children of Ammon. So Edom, Moab, and Ammon, those are all located in Jordan. And so we have scripture for that, and we understand that that is saying that Jordan will not be under the control of the Antichrist. Uh, Zechariah chapter 14, verses 1 and 2 says, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of these. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished, and half of the city shall go forth into captivity, and the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. So, we know that Israel will control Jerusalem all the way up to the Battle of Armageddon. And so that's how we know Israel will not be, or Jerusalem is particularly, will not be under the control of the Antichrist. That's what the Battle of Armageddon is going to be fought about. And that happens at the last of the final seven years, right there at the end of the final seven years. And so that's how we know. Now, back to the question about the United States, though. Yes, we do still believe that the United States will not be involved in the one world government because of Revelation chapter 1 and 2 when it states those nations that are the same nations from Daniel chapter 7. The only thing that's missing there are the wings of the great eagle. In Revelation chapter 12, the chapter right before, verse 14 says that the woman was, uh, that she's helped by these great wings of the eagle for time, times, and the dividing of time, which is the time of the great tribulation. So if we are the wings of the great eagle, as we believe we are, then we believe that scripture right there tells us that we're not in the one world government, but we are still aligned with Israel and helping her all the way up into uh, the great tribulation. Doug, I was just talking to a uh, producer over at The Blaze today, telling him about this, uh, the eagle's wings being on uh, the, being plucked from the lion and then not being part of the world government beast. And uh, he's very anti-world government. And he, when I told him that, he said, let's go! He was like <laughs> super pumped that, uh, yeah. that that was in Scripture. He'd never heard about that before. By the way, we haven't really given anyone an update on what's going on around here. The really cool things going on. Yeah. And we're not ready to do that yet <laughs> okay. either. Okay. Well, um, I thought you were about to surprise me there. Well, there's not a lot to say yet. But okay. there's things that are in the works that's going to be really awesome that no man can take credit for. We're going to say, look at what the Lord has done, mm-hmm. and we're going to keep marching um, in the path that the Lord lights as He light, as He lights it. All right. I think that's appropriate language. That, that but, sounds awesome. Um, yeah, so exciting things are coming for end time, and we can't wait to share what the Lord is doing here. Um, 
on top of all the things that have been established up to this point. So let's get to the phones, Doug. Uh, we've got a number of calls we do want to get to before the show is over, so we will do that. We do have a few open lines. You can call us at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Let's go to Joe in Texas. Joe, welcome to End of the Age. How y'all doing? We're well. How are you, Joe? Well, I woke up alive, so... Uh, <laughs> there you go, and you're still alive. I'm having a blessed day so far. <laughs> Good. Uh, I don't know how much you guys uh, know about this, but how about the Vatican uh, putting a trust over the world in 1666, and that was their third tenth? In law, everything goes by threes. So if that's the third attempt of the trust of the whole world by the Vatican, now in the United States, we have a Vatican Church in the District of Columbia, which is Washington, D.C. And we also have a Vatican Church in England, which is where we broke off from. And according to that, you know, I'm kind of thinking that would be a main focus of the one world order as a trust. And it's bringing that trust in there and the Pope may be bringing that trust together to uh, do this one world order. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know a lot about the the trust from it, in our notes here. It says that you were asking about 1666. I'm not familiar with what exactly that is, but the Catholic Church, to answer your question, is going to be a very big part and influence on this. This is one of the things Vince was alluding to at the beginning of the program there, is that we know that there's going to be a false prophet that's going to arise. He's going to be partners with the Antichrist. And the Bible says, I beheld another beast, and that beast looked like a lamb, but it spoke as the dragon. We believe that whoever holds the office of the Pope at the time is going to be this false prophet because the Pope is very much uh, the one that is helping push this uh, world religious agenda. He was there, like we talked about before, with uh, the office of the Pope being involved in the fall of the Berlin Wall and creating the New World Order. So uh, the Catholic Church is very much involved in what's happening. Uh, Revelation chapter 17, we believe, is a depiction of that Catholic Church when it says the woman riding on the scarlet beast. And we have lessons that explain that and why we believe that. There's many clues there in Revelation 17 as well as 18 that show us that Rome and specifically the Vatican are the mother of harlots. And so, yes, sir, to answer that question, I do believe that this has been an agenda of the enemy for a very long time and he's crept into uh, that office of the Pope and the Pope is helping push this agenda forward. Well, and that's where I kind of believe, especially when I uh, found that, um, well, the Vatican uh, Trust of the Third Attempt on, uh, in 1666. And that's where all these things kind of, I think, in my belief, this is where everything is kind of tying in together for that end. Because Rome and, and, and Vatican has always ran together. They fall and risen all together. And even in the United States, we use, by law, civil law, but we extended that from the Roman law, mm-hmm. um, like silence acquiescence. That is a Roman maximum. And if you say nothing, then uh, 
you agree to whoever said anything. Yeah. And that's the reason why you cannot stay in silence or acquiescence in court. It's because they are using woman civil law. And uh, we got common law, but we never use it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for your call, Joe. We appreciate that perspective, and um, we appreciate you calling in to share it. Um, God bless you. Let's go to Sue in Missouri. Sue, welcome to End of the Age. Hello. My question is, when the tree of life was in the garden, didn't that represent Christ because he was there on earth and then he was in heaven? Next thing we hear about the tree of life. Well, it it does uh, definitely represent eternal life, and so uh, I can see why you would say that. And uh-huh. uh, you know, that's something that I don't know, Vince. Have you ever studied that out? I mean, I I think it's a fair assessment to yeah. to say exactly what you just said. Yeah, I just I've never studied it out to say that it is, but we know that there were many foreshadowings of Christ all throughout the Bible. I mean, even Jesus told the apostles you know everything that that you've uh heard from the prophets and uh you know the psalms were all written about me everything's been about jesus uh from the beginning of time you know it says that everything was created for him and by him and so uh yeah what you're saying i i believe that you could very much say that just like the the rock that uh gave water to the hebrew children was uh, that was that was Christ Jesus as well. That was symbolic right. of Jesus as well. So I and think I that's a... I have another question for you. In the okay. Sixth Trumpet War, can you give me the scriptures for the Sixth Trumpet War and then the scriptures for the Battle of Armageddon in Jerusalem? Sue, if, if we can put you on hold, you can give your email address to Libby. Uh, we'll get that information and send that to you directly. We do have a number of calls, and we're coming up uh, short on time here. Since it's off topic, we'd prefer to email it to you if that's okay. So go on hold, give us your email address, and we'll get that to you. Let's go to Joe in New York. Joe, welcome to End of the Age. You guys are terrific. That's why we took your call, Joe. Thanks for calling. <laughs> <Yeah>. no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love you guys so much. It's amazing. But I want to zero in very briefly on one thing. All these little tactics that Satan uses that we don't get too hung up on them. Because if you look at this uh, potato head uh, tree that you showed the picture of. Oh, I thought you were talking about me for a minute, Joe. <laughs> no, no, no. No, the, the tree is just something that, that he would like to suck us into and start debates because he can use it. He can use anything to turn the two ends against the middle. Because if, you, if you're for the tree, you're for deception. And if you're against the tree, that's another tactic that they can use. Well, it comes from the Bible. You must not really be a Christian. See, that's the way Satan works. He manipulates and uses every symbol that we get sucked into this stuff. That's why it's so important to know the Word of God, to know the prophecies, to take the Jerusalem Prophecy College courses. I listen to the questions that people are asking when they call in. And again, I encourage everyone to listen to Irvin's teachings because then it, it turns on the lights and you know about deceptions. You know, I mean, and, and it's, it's going to happen more and more. Satan wants to use anything that on the surface can seem very light, you know, very nice, humanistic, oh, peace and joy and love. And he wants to use that to kill us. That, that's what he, He'll use that. 
will get hung up in these symbols, which is pure stupidity. It's pure stupidity. We have to live in a higher level. We are kingdom of God. We are God's family. We have to use everything that we're presented with to bring it back to the gospel of Jesus, our Messiah, our Christ, and focused on that and not get hung up on the symbols because there's going to be more and more of them. Subtle deceptions. Yeah, absolutely. That's all I had to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Joe. We always love hearing from you. Praying daily, man. And thank you for all your prayers. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. God bless you, Joe. Doug, Joe said something that triggered something in my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, As we look at the first tree of life and consider this tree of life that's being presented as a monument in this park that looks like a garden, um, you know, I think it kind of gives us fuel for our fire to say we are working tirelessly every single day to get the word out, to tell people the truth, to shine light on current events through a lens of Bible prophecy. That way, similarly to the first tree of life, where deception occurred and people were led to believe a lie, Adam and Eve specifically, mm-hmm. that this tree of life, the, the snakes that are forming around it, we, we read a list of, of a few there, but this world religious system that's going to be established with symbols like the tree of life, we are going to be over here with your help, of course, as listeners and viewers and supporters through prayer and giving. We're going to be shouting everywhere we possibly can that this tree of life has snakes all around it and it's not the truth and so we want to point people to the truth and as Joe was talking that came to my mind Doug um, you got 20 seconds to clean that up if you need to <laughs> I don't think there's any reason to clean that up that was pretty good Vince and I like how you uh, described the snakes that are gathering around that tree uh, you know we've got to be careful with the voices we listen to and make sure the one true voice we listen to is the word of God All right, we'll be right back here tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Don't forget to go to endtime.com and watch.endtime.com. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.